Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. So is everybody smiling? Yes, good. And after those donuts and pastries, how could we not be smiling? <laughs> and just for the record, if you guys take your little happy pastry or donut to the microwave and put it on a napkin and heat it up for 10 seconds, it will change your life. Warming it up is just, it's so good. So, so good. Well, God bless you guys. So, today I'm talking about Self-Care Sunday. And I enjoy old movies, and I always have. And I'm not talking about 1980s old, so please know that. I'm talking about 1940s old, the classics. Roman Holiday, Casablanca, and one weekend I stumbled across a 1940s film that I had never seen before. It is called The Magnificent Ambersons, and it was written and directed by Orson Welles, and it's based upon a 1918 Pulitzer Prize winning novel. The movie itself didn't really grip me, so please don't go run out and buy it, <laughs> but there was a quote in it that did. The narrator says, the faster we're carried, the less time we have to spare. The faster we're carried, the less time we have to spare. And that movie was really talking about the, the incoming wave of automobiles to replace horse-drawn carriages. And a lot of people didn't think it was going to happen or it was too far-fetched. And then all of a sudden, the automobile replaces horse-drawn carriages. And in this day and age, we're living in an age of instant information and instant gratification. And the vast majority of people spend more time per day looking at a screen than anything else. Think about it. I can get more done waiting in line for my Starbucks than you can imagine. I can answer work emails, return a text, Google that one thing I've been thinking about, subscribe to a new podcast, read the headlines on Global News, and check out on the Amazon app all while I'm waiting for my morning cup of coffee. A 2018 Market Watch article provided that Americans spend more than 11 hours per day with screens. What? 11 hours per day. So whether that's watching TV, Netflixing, texting, doing work, jumping on social media, Facebook, Instagram, online shopping, or just endlessly scrolling. And just to break that down for you, 11 hours per day for a year is 4,015 hours. To put this into perspective, if you work 40 hours a week, that's 2,080 hours of your year. So we are spending more time on our devices than we are spending at work. Isn't that crazy? After 11 hours of sitting in front of a screen, what did you actually gain? I'm not saying that all of us spend 11 hours, but you know, it's a study, so let's just go with it. Some of us are in front of a computer for an eight hour workday, but for today's lesson, I'm not focusing on work-related screen time. That's part of the job. 
because somebody is going to be behind a desk at work looking at a screen. That's not what I'm talking about. I today want to focus on your free time. It's so easy to pick up your phone for just a minute and then 30 minutes to an hour later, you're looking back at someone's photos from three years ago and I hope you don't double tap and like it because guess what? They will receive a notification. <laughs> and don't think that, like my phone has lit up before and I'm like, what? And I see what was liked and it was a picture from six years ago and I'm like, whoa, somebody really did some research there, right? That was an accident, they didn't, you know, they quickly take it away, but anyway. What are we doing with our time? What are we really doing? Outside of work-related screen time, are we accomplishing anything of value? Does scrolling on our phones benefit society? Does it make a difference? Does it have a positive impact on anyone or anything? Probably not. But we consume it like it's going out of style. Studies have actually shown that when your phone lights up with a notification, it causes the brain to release a chemical called dopamine. Dopamine is known as a reward or the feel-good hormone. It makes you happy. So when our phone lights up with a banner, a text, or likes, or comments on social media, what do we do? We like it. And what do you do when your phone lights up, everybody? You pick it up, right? At least I do. If you see your phone light up and you don't pick it up, God bless America, this isn't for you, okay? You reach for it. And for many, technology has actually become an addiction. And using that word makes some people feel slightly uncomfortable because we're not talking about drugs and we're not talking about alcohol, but it's true. You might forget your packed lunch at home in the morning, but you're certainly not going to forget your phone. And here's the problem. We're investing our most valuable currency, time, into something that is not really serving us, our goals, or our 2020 visions. Social scientists are beginning to study the correlation between screen time and depression, screen time and anxiety. It's not only a time stealer, but we start to play the comparison game. Whether you would like to admit it or not, we do, even subconsciously. And comparison is the thief of joy. Or we can even look at what everyone else is up to, what everyone else is doing, and become jealous or envious of someone else's lifestyle of what someone else is posting, what trip they took, or even what they cooked for dinner, right? How does she get her dinners to come out like that every single time? They look magazine worthy. Or how come her house always looks picked up when mine's a total disaster? Well, maybe you should put your phone down and clean your house, right? How come her kids always look perfectly dressed and well-behaved? It's a picture. It's a moment. But we take somebody's moment. We compare our real life, our day-to-day, -day, our minute-by-minute -minute with someone else's highlight reel. We are looking at someone's very best, perfectly lit, perfectly filtered images. 
And let me just say something about filtered images. Have you guys ever met someone in person after following them on social media and you're like, whoa, you look a lot different? Oh my, I can count all your wrinkles and I didn't think you had any. What is happening, right? Boy, filters, you put on a filter and it's like everybody looks, I don't know, 80 years younger and then you see them in person and it's, they're like, oh, it's me. I'm like, no, it's not, <laughs> right? It's a filter, but we make the mistake of comparing ourselves and statistically, people that spend even four hours a day on one of their devices, they are more anxious and they can even be more depressed. Isn't that fascinating? And it's something that not a lot of people are talking about, but it's true, so I'm talking about it. These conversations and studies on screen time and anxiety, screen time and depression have led to conversations around screen time and well-being. In this age of digital explosion, people are now having more conversations about self-care. And if you've been on social media for any length of time whatsoever, you've seen a hashtag for self-care pop up. Hashtag self-care Sunday. That's why that's my title, right? Self-care pops up. And when asked by Self Magazine how they practice self-care, 10 high-powered CEOs, celebrities, a politician, and even an Olympian responded with the following. And these were all high-powered women. Meditate, pray, take a deep breath, self-care option number one. Watch TV, spend time with family, get a massage, go on a hike, read a book, go for a walk, put on a face mask, practice gratitude, Netflix binge, work out, eat healthy, go on regular health checkups, design your, your home, interior decorating, cook, get a manicure, shop, sleep, garden. These were all responses that these high-powered females gave when asked, how do you practice self-care? Well, I don't know about you, but that's, that's a recent conversation. This whole self-care movement thing really started to pop up around 2016. And I find it interesting that the vast majority of activities associated with self-care have nothing to do with a screen whatsoever. Do you need a device to go on a hike or to read a book? No. There's an increasing need for self-care because more time than ever is being spent plugged into our devices. Do you ever stop and really think about where your day goes, your week, your month? We wonder why we're always busy and never really accomplishing anything. We wonder where the day goes and why we're always running out of time. We are on these self-imposed hamster wheels and going nowhere fast. We wonder why we always feel tired, but we're never, never actually getting up, getting out, or doing anything. If you check your screen time on all of your devices, I will show you where your time is going. That's a feature that a lot of people don't like to look at or try to avoid. My sister didn't even know that was a thing and I introduced it to her the other day. I'm like, oh yeah, we can track how long you've been on your phone and I showed her. But a lot of people don't even enable the feature, they disable it because they don't wanna know. I don't want my own phone to tell me how much time I've been on it, how many hours per day, per week, per month, 
per year that are spent, given away freely, and guess what? You will never, ever get that time back. Several months ago, I took a break from Instagram to focus on a few personal goals. And by take a break, I mean that I deleted the app off of my phone. There's no, oh, I'm going to take a break and then leave the apps on your phone. Not for me, at least. It can become such a habit to check it all the time that if we don't delete the apps, I will absentmindedly open it up, and then you're looking at new posts before you realize, oh yeah, I'm taking a break, whoops. Right? Sorry, I forgot, taking a break. Or I'm taking a Facebook break. Sometimes the easiest way to avoid the temptation is to log off and delete the app from your phone, delete the app from your iPad. Some friends of mine asked me, why aren't you on Instagram? Why are you taking a break? Like, what's that all about? Why are you taking a break? And I said, I'm working on some stuff. I have some things that I need to accomplish, and I'm working on it. And I said, you wouldn't believe how much time that you can waste, how much time you can get sucked into your devices and not even realize it. And I mentioned to them about tracking screen time, and they're like, oh, don't even talk to me about that. I don't even want to know. And I was like, oh, I could show you where you're, I, I, don't want, I don't even want to look at it. I'm like, all right. I don't even want to know. Well, let me tell you, when I took that break, I felt like I had been given the gift of time, truly. And when you step away from and take a break from social media or Netflix or television or just your devices in general, it's amazing how many free hours per day, hours per day, that you'll find yourself with. It's like, what in the world? Where did all this time come from? I got more accomplished than you can even imagine. A survey was done to study consumers' behavior toward their gadgets. A large majority of respondents, 71%, said they usually sleep with or next to their mobile phone. And 3% of those people said they sleep with their device in their hand. Please don't do that. <laughs> and 13% said they keep it on the bed, and 55% said they keep it on the nightstand. Now, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands because I frankly don't care where you put your phone, but I'm just sharing this study with you. It's always very close to us, even when we're going to sleep, our phone is within reach. And it can become a routine to wake up in the morning and before you even crawl out of bed to start your day, you reach for your phone. Maybe you see if there's anything new on Facebook or Instagram, if anything, anybody posted anything important while you were sleeping. Or maybe you grab your phone to see what's trending in the news. Maybe you want to read the headlines before you start your day. From the moment we wake up, we can be guilty of putting our technology first before anything else. Instead of reaching for your phone first thing in the morning, why not spend a few moments with God? In the quiet of the morning, before you step out of your bed, why not thank him for another day? Why not talk to God and tell him five things you're thankful for? The bed you're sleeping in, the roof over your head, the gift of a brand new day, just to name a few. 
Start your day in gratitude, in thanksgiving, in praise to the creator. We weren't created for your information, everyone. We weren't created to watch other people live their lives. We weren't created to scroll endlessly on social media and start feeling anxious or depressed. We weren't created to compare ourselves, our life, our circumstances, or our purpose to some complete stranger on the internet. You were made for more, so much more. Why do you feel tired all the time, even though you're not, not doing more than sitting down behind a screen? Because you need soul rest. True self-care, you want to talk about self-care? Forget the face masks and forget the manicures. True self-care comes in true soul rest, and true soul rest can only come from God. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is rest. Jesus is peace. That passes all understanding. And when we spend time with him, we spend less time spinning our wheels. When we spend time with him, we're more certain of our own purpose versus what Susie Q is doing on the internet and her perfectly baked dinners. She could have stole those pictures from someone else. She could have taken that, she could have snapped a magazine and uploaded that and hers burned and she had to go to Del Taco for a burrito, right? <laughs> Exodus 33:14 says, and he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. We weren't created to feel anxious or stressed. The Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all, understa passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So you know what? Instead of reaching for your phone before bed, reach for your Bible. And you know what? Just so you don't forget about it, wherever you normally set your phone before you go to bed, put your Bible there. So that when you go to set your phone down to go to bed, oh, my Bible's just staring right at me. Good. Let it stare right at you. Spend some time in the Word of God. When we prioritize reading the word of God, you're always, I promise you, try it. You'll always come away renewed. You'll always come away refreshed. And you'll always come away encouraged. Did you know that even if you just read even a chapter or even a couple scriptures per day, it's only a few minutes of your day. And remember, we're talking about 11-hour-a-day screen usage based on reports. So I can't put my screen down for 20 minutes of my 11-hour usage day to read the Bible. Shame on me. Who holds my next breath in the palm of his hand? Jesus. 
If technology blew up tomorrow, would we all survive? We surely would, and for some, it might be better. You'd actually go out and hear the birds chirping, and there's a world outside of your screen. But anyway, it's important to get into the Word of God. The Word of God is the living Word. It's powerful. It's meaningful. And it's applicable for our lives today, just as it was centuries ago. And the beautiful thing is, is if you talk to an older person who has spent years and years and years of their life dedicated to the king, they will be the first ones to tell you, I've read the Bible cover to cover, but each time I open it up, it's new. Each time I open it up, it's different. It's not like reading a book and then once you've read it, if you pick it up again, it's like, oh, that's right, this is old hat, I remember the story, boring over it. You can read the Bible over and over and over again, and it will continue to speak to you in different ways because it's the living word of God. It's powerful and meaningful just as it was centuries ago. Ecclesiastes chapter 1 verse 9 says, The thing that hath been, it is that which shall be, and that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. The Bible literally tells us there's nothing new under the sun. Nothing. Time may change, but God and his word are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'll be very honest because I'm not up here like, you know, I enjoy being on my phone as much as the next person, okay? But I want us, I don't want to challenge us to be more disciplined about how we are spending our time. Again, there's nothing wrong with all this stuff, but it does become a problem when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, right? Think about it. When payday comes and you get your check or you get your direct deposit notification, don't you kind of already know how that money's going to be spent? You do, don't you? You better know. A portion is going to go to tithes and offerings. Some of it's going to go to rent or your mortgage. Another portion is going to go to utility bills. Some will go to your cell phone bill, gas, groceries, incidentals, and maybe if you have enough left over, you have fun money. Or you have, let's throw it in the savings account money. But we pretty much know where every dollar is going. And if you're anything like me, back in the day, thank God I'm not this way anymore because I have an accountant in my mother. She keeps me on track. But I had $10 holding my savings account open. That's it. And I would have taken that $10 out, but they would have closed my account too. They needed that to keep the account open, right? So they actually were doing me a favor. But I would get, to get a check, and then all of a sudden it was gone, and now you're waiting two weeks to get the next one. And I was always confused why I was running out of money. Why? Because I wasn't paying attention on where every dollar was going. I wasn't paying attention on how I was spending it. The day we stop keeping track of our finances is the first day you will bounce a check. Isn't that embarrassing? <laughs> and face penalties. Or run up a credit card so high, you're not really sure how you're going to get out of debt. Discipline is required to make sure that we know where our money is going. 
and that it's going where it should. The day you stop paying your electricity bills is the day you're going to walk into your house and not be able to turn a light on, right? We have to be responsible adults, and that's the only way we can be secure financially. Okay, so if we know this to be true for our finances, why then do we not treat the currency of time in the same manner? Half of us use expressions like, I just don't know where the week has gone, or is it already Friday, or my word, the time just flies. And you know what? The time really does fly. I still feel like I'm 16, right? Like, what happened? The time really does fly. In a blink, the time goes. But it sure flies a lot faster when we're not pay paying attention to how we spend it. Just like our cash sure spends a whole lot faster when we're not paying attention to how we spend it. As a church body, we filled out 2020 vision cards a couple of Sundays ago, and I invited you to write down three God-sized dreams. Dreams that were seemingly impossible. Dreams that would require the hand of God to accomplish in your life. Well, when we meet this time next week, it's going to be February. When I'm standing before you this time next week, it's already February. If we are not careful, if we are not mindful, if we are not paying attention, the year is going to pass us by, and this time next year, we'll have the very same list of goals, the very same list of dreams. Believe me when I say this because I know God wants to give us the desires of our heart. It is his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. My mom sent me this Lion King, is it GIF or JIF? GIF, 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 There's, we're divided, so you know. Pick, pick your favorite and that's what she sent me, okay? So she sent me a Lion King GIF the other day and it was Simba and his father Mufasa overlooking a great plane. And the quote underneath it reads, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Everything the light touches is our kingdom. And then she followed that up with, and she said, Jesus is the light. Go get him. Jesus is the light. And everything, amen. Jesus is the light, and everything that you see can be yours, but we have to do our part. The last time I checked, I don't know how it works for you, but the last time I checked, the blessings of God aren't dropped by a drone like an Amazon package to your doorstep. The blessings of God aren't hand-carried to you as you sit on the couch and time passes you by. We must get up, get out, and do our part. We have to participate in the promise. We have to give God something to work with in our lives. I can ask God to make me strong and fit all day long, but if I never leave the couch, if I never go to the gym, honey, you can pray all day long. It ain't going to happen. I can walk around the house like, ooh, I'm going to be strong. Are you, Barbara? Really? Let's look at the, are you going to the gym? No, you're not. Well, God help you, right? 
Some of us keep asking God to move. Please, God, move in my life. Do this, do that. And he's like, it's your move. I'll be very honest with you. This is not comfortable for me to say, but God wants you to hear it. It's hard to hear that it's our move because that means that I have to get up and be brave and do something. But God is our courage and God is our strength. It's your move. So why don't you rise up and show him how much you want this? If we ask God for something and we don't do our part to see it to come, come to pass, is it really a desire of our heart? Hmm. Parents, if your kids asked you for something and you told them, well, you can, you know, work around the house for it, and they go, oh, never mind, did they really want it in the first place? I remember the day I got to start working for stuff around our house. Boy, I was doing laundry as soon as I was tall enough to meet the basin, right? Oh, and I was happy to do it, because if I wanted something, I'm going to work for it. Actually, in our house, it wasn't really allowance. It was just, you just do it because you live here. You're welcome. You're welcome for the food in your tummy and the roof over your head. God bless, right? But it's true. All these entitled kids walking around, we wonder why. I will do that for $5. No, you'll do it because I said so, right? But we, and it's the same for us. We're God's kids. If we ask God for something and we're really not willing to put in the effort or the work, what, why would he give it to us? God's not in the business of supplying wants. He's in the business of supplying your needs. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. The needs, the heart's desires, those are God-sized prayers. God-sized dreams. Maybe your impossible goal, your impossible dream this year is to become debt-free. That's a great one. Okay, so if you want to be debt-free, instead of being on your devices, why don't you put your phone down, make a budget, brew your own coffee, pack your own lunch, meal prep, cut coupons for the best deals at the local grocery stores, wash your own car, mow your own lawn, Give yourself a manicure and cancel cable. Did she just say cancel cable? I surely did. How bad do you want to get out of debt? And if you're being more disciplined about your screen time, there's really no need for cable, is there? Because you're too busy out there washing your car and mowing your own lawn and meal prepping in the kitchen. There's no time for your screen anyway. Maybe your God-sized dream for this year is to learn a new skill, whatever that is. Guess what? The library and good old-fashioned books are a wealth of information. And after you educate yourself on this new skill set, go out and learn. Go out and try it. Go out and fall down, make mistakes, and get back up again. And guess what? The next time you go out, you'll be better than before. You'll have learned something new and learned what to avoid. We can get really comfortable talking about what we want to do. This year, I'm gonna climb Mount Everest. <laughs> 
Well, that's interesting because I'm pretty sure you can't tie your shoes without getting winded. Right? Anything is possible, but if you're planning on climbing Mount Everest this year, you better get training every free trance that you get. Screens down, tennis shoes on, push harder, and increase your lung capacity. If you're satisfied with the status quo in your life, if you're comfortable, keep doing what you're doing. But if you want more, greater, bigger, better than last year, and the year before that, you have to get up and you have to do your part. You want to ace that test? Have you studied for it? Before looking at your phone, have you invested the time necessary to know that information front and back, top to bottom? I want you to say this with me. Anything is possible. Ready? Anything is possible. Say it again. Anything is possible. Again. Anything is possible. Now like you mean it. Anything is possible. Wow. Well, aren't you all speaking truth today? You're absolutely right. Anything is possible. Nothing is too hard for God, but you've got to show up for your own life. Nobody else can show up for you. You've got to show up for your own life. And let me tell you something. No one is better suited for your life your purpose, or your calling than you are. So get up, dress up, and show up for it. Devices down, vision up. It's time for 2020 vision. Go get them. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.